Now on Radio Italia Uno, it's time to change the world with Matt McQuinley. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, canceling cancel culture, discussing and listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, business, history, and more. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Right now on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome back, Matt, to the airwaves. I just got back from my vacation and... I just want to talk a little bit about Anthony Klotz. In early 2021, Anthony Klotz of the London School of Management coined the term the Great Resignation. We've all heard a lot about it since. He, like many others, believed and believe that there will and would continue to be a mass exodus of people from their jobs in the U.S. and around the world. In Australia, this trend has been presented a little bit more positively by the Australian treasurer, Josh Frydenberg. He calls it the Great Reshuffle. The reasons of this phenomenon aren't 100% clear, but it seems to be building on a trend that was pre-COVID. COVID lockdowns merely seem to have exacerbated and perhaps accelerated the situation. A survey done early this year, 2023, shows that... Only 65% of Americans are satisfied with their job. That means a whopping 35% are unhappy. In Australia, things are much, much, much worse. In 2019, pre-COVID, the Nutritional Therapy Association of Australia found in their study that 70% of Australian workers want to change not just their job, but their career entirely. In 2022, the Australian government website MyGov did a study where they found that 72% of Australians have been unhappy at their work over the past year. What's going on? Well, one explanation seems to be that as we become more affluent and it's easier for us to and people to meet their basic needs, we want to have purpose to our work. People want to feel passionate about what they're doing on a daily basis. This is supported by recent surveys in places like Career Bliss, PayScale, and U.S. News and World Report. The jobs that people seem most unhappy in are in the retail industry, restaurants, tourism, and manual labor. The jobs that they seem most satisfied in are the clergy, education, medical field, and in conservation science. So something I've found out for myself that I, that's true for me is that people seem to be happiest with a life of service. As the great writer Mark Twain once said, the two most important days in your life are the day that you were born and the day you find out why. To that end, our first guest today is someone who has had several careers in several countries and by her own admission has found her passion in the workplace by trial and error which is helping other people find their passion. Lisa Hutton is a coach, as am I. Whereas I help people more with their business, leadership, and sales training, she's currently focused on helping people find their direction, passion, and purpose. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. So people can learn 
from you and maybe skip some of the hard, you know well, they say smart people learn from other people's mistakes so these so our listeners can skip the hard yards you had to go through uh can you tell us a little bit about your journey and and how you discovered you know fulfillment in your workplace yeah absolutely i like you said i've had a lot of career um careers under my belt and what i found upon reflection um more recently, it was uh, what happened was I was moving from different careers because I didn't like what I was doing, so I was finding something else. But I was moving because I didn't like it, not with purpose and not with a forward moment or not with um, a vision. So it was more like running away or, or moving on from that. So what I'm hoping to do is now that, you know, the... The basis of connection. So, you know, the, the jobs that you read out there that had the better, um, fulfillment aspects of those, uh, service roles. I feel like if we found that connection and where we're fi- finding that disconnection with ourselves is where we are becoming very unhappy. Mm. So if we're able to find, um, what really lights us up and really the opportunity to play with ideas. I feel like when we get into a, an industry or a vocation or a profession or a career that either we've chosen or has been chosen for us for, for whatever reason, maybe it's a family business or, or something or an expectation or something we we chose in university and we just feel we have to follow that path. If we're able to uh, remove that expectation, if we're able to remove that idea of, oh, I've already, you know, I've signed up for this now, this is all what I you know can do now if we're able to to talk and find somebody that that can coach us through and see what other availabilities there are a bit of bit of permission to to switch and change and having that opening up and really have a giggle with it and and sort of you know roll around in it you know like you can just sort of that gleefully roll around in the mud in it and just see what see what works and what doesn't and i feel feel like if people were giving that permission to dream and and focus on different areas uh, i i really hope that that will raise people's individualized and also raise those around them i know we, we've talked about it before you know raising the community um, through your own actions and your own responsibility um, to find that vision and purpose for yourself. Mm. So you, you've you had, I think, like 10 or 12 different roles from yeah. when we've talked before. And uh, I, I think, four, is it four different countries you've worked in or five? Uh, including Australia, six. Six, okay, sorry. Yeah. So wh- what, did you, what did you learn in that process of, you know, a dozen jobs in six countries and on what on three continents yeah yeah i mean mean, what did you learn for yourself and what did you learn that you help other that you can help other people with yeah what i learned was very much about adaptability and self-confidence and knowing you know i i very much a throw your hat in the ring and figure it out Mm. later kind of person um and i like the challenge of that so i've realized about myself and 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 i know others we all get that sense of joy when when we have achieved and so if we um, what I, what I discovered is not being fixed in my mind, you know, going with where the opportunities present themselves. Um, and also, um, still wanting that sense of discovery and, um, the courage, you know, to, to move around and not know anybody in a country when you turn up, not have a job, not really have an address, you know, it is just a, um, you know, backpack a hotel and forging your own path and, and enjoying that, even though it's really scary at the mm. same time. Wow. Well, um, so you have a business now, obviously, and it's called yeah. Connective Strategy. Okay. And then 
So how do you uh, sit down with people and and help them find fulfillment in their careers? Yeah, so what I like to do is find out what where they're at first. So what is it, why they come to me, why are we speaking? Um, what is it that's um, maybe putting some hurdles in front of them? What is it that they may be seeking? So they, a lot of people don't really know. I know that I didn't. I didn't know where what was going to make me happy because sometimes when you're so burnt out i know that's mm. a coined term but if mm. you you're really um really starting from a different base point and so what i find is having someone sit with them to talk it through and go why why is this you know why is it wanting to achieve and what is it about this that you really want because sometimes what they really want isn't actually what it is it's something else and so just finding that different layer and finding that curiosity and then building upon that and really giving that encouragement and um, affirmations to to move forward because a lot of the time I know that I've had some people in my past where I've wanted to switch and really wanted to do something and I I just say I didn't have the confidence Mm. and so giving somebody that confidence and and helping them find their path it really can change lives absolutely has um in with the clients i've worked with is 100 percent changed their lives well this isn't something we planned on talking about but i do want to point out that i agree with you 100 percent. i mean the uh, a mentor just having one mentor can make a the whole difference in their lives uh, in someone's life i mean i read a book a uh, pulitzer prize winning book uh, about abraham lincoln and it's fascinating because I mean, he had so many challenges, and at every point in his life, it was like it was like he was preordained. You know, there was someone there just at the right time to to lead him down the right path and pick him up when he was down. Yeah, and and, and that's so important for success. Absolutely, um, and I think again, it's just being open. And I, you know, when we get to that state where we just don't know where to go next you know we get that you know that that frozen state and we don't move forward so no matter what take steps to keep moving it can can be small steps Mm -hmm. but action creates outcome even if it's the doesn't have to be perfect doesn't have to be right but moving forward and with that just as you're saying you know with his path he's still moving forward you still have to be open to meet people to, to find those people to come to you and and have those little nuggets of wisdom that you wouldn't have otherwise thought about or known about Mm. So you said before that, uh, and I, I might say this the wrong way, but the way you said it kind of, I just wanted some clarification. You said a lot of times what people think they want is not what they want. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So some people will say, you know, I want uh, more more time in uh, at home or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're like, what? okay, well, what do you what, what would you like? And uh, well, I, I find like I'm always doing a certain chores or something. I just need to find more time. And what it is is more, I want to find more time with my partner or with my kids mm. or something. It's not really more time at home. Mm. So it's just unla- unveiling that or unraveling exactly what it is that they really want. So mm-hmm. I, I know, um, uh, recently, you know, with the workforce specifically, people were, uh, wanting flexible, workplaces you know mm-hmm. coming out of this and going back into COVID people obviously working from home a lot and to get um, some of these employees part of what employees are had to do is, is have this flexibility and what they really want potentially is actually um, autonomy so autonomy to choose you know so if they want to go in and work with their teammates they have the right um, to it you know go into the office or autonomy to if they are doing something creative maybe they need to go sit in a park or sit in a cafe or or something where they know they actually elevates that 
out of them so they can actually put more energy and know where they're going to thrive. So the flexibility to work from home, I think what it is, is people see it as, or oh, they're going to cocoon because they they're, they're not wanting to contribute as much to the outcome or to the business. So what it is is knowing what works for you, not wo- knowing what brings the best out of you and, and also taking that responsibility for yourself and notice that about you. And I think when we realise that part of what we need to create is noticing what works for us. So mm. we have to – it's not just external coming into us. We need to create it from ourselves. We need to be pointed and focused because a lot of people are on autopilot. Mm. A lot of people are just going through the process, which is fine. You know, that that's people will live very happy lives with that. But if you're wanting to seek more from you, if you're wanting to seek seek more from the community, from others, um, from yourselves, then you need to be focused and know where you're going. So that's that's part of what I do is help people understand where they want to be, not just, well, this will be okay and I'm sure it'll work out. Do you really think people are happy uh, operating on autopilot? Are you just saying that so you don't offend anyone? I'm saying it so I don't offend people. Yeah, I don't think so either. (laughs) I I read a book years and years ago by uh, Alan Lloyd McGinnis. It was talked about, it's called Bringing the Best Out in People, and he talked about that, you know, most people, when they're unhappy with their jobs, it's because they're bored. Yeah. Not because it's too hard or too much work or whatever or too much is expected. It's because they're bored. No, they're not being challenged. They're and not also, interested. They're not growing. They're not learning. They're not mm. being challenged. And they're not they're not um, meeting and creating things. So, yeah, that's exactly right, 100%. They're not bored at, all, at no. all. They're just not getting their needs met, I suppose. Well, on that great point you made, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back in just a little bit with Lisa Hutton. Listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. We're back with Lisa Hutton, who helps people find fulfillment in their careers. So, welcome back, Lisa. Thanks, Matt. And uh, I was talking to my son uh, this week about uh, the, uh, the space program, the American space program, yeah. going to the moon. And it made me think about the Gemini and the Apollo astronauts. Those are the, and there were only 30 of them. And those were the guys that took us from our very first rocket that went into space to the last mission walking on the moon. Right, yep. And of those 30 guys, only seven of them stayed married. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And every single guy that walked on the moon experienced severe depression when he got back Mm. because they were so goal-oriented, so goal-focused. So I've heard you talk before about goal mindset versus growth mindset Mm -hmm. and why perhaps growth mindset is more important and helps leads to success more and leads to better fulfillment. Can you talk a little bit about that, please? Yeah. So I've always been a growth mindset kind of gal. Um, I, I naturally um, seek uh, education, I suppose, um, in all sorts of forms um, as my hobby, I suppose. Um, and everyone is, I, I'm sure, that are the same. They, they look at things they want to educate themselves um, that really interest them. So that, I think that's sort of acquiring knowledge and growing as a general um a general human i suppose mm-hmm. um as opposed to goals the goal mindset is great as well because it's action orientated mm. it's very fo- 
focus very limited um, with with uh, what you're absorbing and what you're actually putting into yourself. So you, it's more outward outward um, focused, I suppose. Um, and it it does get things done. Don't get me wrong, but I guess, like you said, the 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 outcome uh, is great for that moment. You get that 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 good good feelings when it happens, and when you set that goal on it, I think it's beautiful. Um, and also, but what I guess what it is is what you do afterwards. So if you if you're only expanding yourself in that one way, it can sort of not give you the foundation to then um, grow more from that. Um, if you're able to do them, correlate them side by side, um, to have some growth, to have some. Um, other uh, education and information coming along with the goal, I think it really sets you up um, for longer-term fulfillment and and also success. So what you're saying is, like the astronauts, you know, they they set a goal, they worked for it, they worked for mm-hmm. it, they worked for it, they got it, and yeah. then and now then what? Proof. Yeah. And so a, a growth mindset helps you carry beyond that. Yeah. And continue to be challenged and continue to feel fulfilled and continue to grow is that what you're saying yeah and i'm just talking from my personal point of view absolutely Mm -hmm. so um you know if i you know with all this travel and all these sort of things and careers that i've that i've experienced if i was only wanting to travel to to one country and only to have one career and and that was my goal and i did that um that's you know there's nothing more nothing more past it like you're saying Mm -hmm. so if i you know as i've done i've i've experienced and i've i've learned and i've been more interested in and you know expanding uh, myself and expanding my knowledge and expanding my interests because when you when you look at one interest it naturally can lead into other mm-hmm. avenues and other bits and pieces so back to that goal mindset if you're only focused on that one goal you're not um you're not really bridging out into anything further you're not experiencing more than what life can give you're not opening up to more opportunities that come can come to you and actually you can really um dissuade opportunities as well back to your early earlier um example you know you may not find that mentor that you need Mm. to then to grow yourself because you're solely focused on that one goal it can really limit you um from other opportunities where your soul needs to grow into Mm. wow so one thing when you're trying to find fulfillment Okay, and, and I, that made me sound like I'm on the top of a mountain, and uh, when <laughs> you're finding enlightenment, um, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, when when you're coaching people, and and how can they reach you, by the way? Because I mean, I'm sure people are asking that as they're listening. Yeah. How could they reach you if they wanted to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can go onto my website, mm-hmm. uh, which is connectivestrategy.com.au um, or they can send me an email so it's lisa.hutton at connectivestrategy.com.au Cool. Um, but as you're helping people find fulfillments in their career um, do you think the changes need to be big or small? Like I mean when yeah. you're trying to coach somebody what do you do? Do you try to focus on them making a big leap or just a little step? Because there's two schools of thought on there's that. There's two schools of thought. I know I'm in the school of the big leap. Mm. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm sold on that too. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's. I mean, I mean, I have a degree. One of my degrees is in biology, and that's what they think now in evolution. That you know, creatures are millions and millions of years the same, and then all of a sudden, boom, is a huge mutation and yeah. things change quick. And I think people are like that too. But tell me why you think that. I, I actually think that maybe what it is is there's probably, like you said, there's probably been a big build-up for the, the change. I don't know if, if you agree with that, but there's probably been such um, discord in my life leading up to that, and I've just sort of chopped it chopped it and, and made a big decision. So, well, I'm, I'm working in this 
you know, career or this country or whatever. Um, and maybe I've been in there for a while and then I suddenly changed. Um, so there probably is incremental signs and feelings and experiences leading up to that to then cause the change. Mm-hmm. But, but back to your earlier question is, you know, some people, um, uh, I'm way more comfortable to do the small steps. And also some people don't necessarily know where they want to go fully until they get down the path a bit more. Mm. So if if you're wanting to, um, you know, as you said, to find fulfilment, some people don't really know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. So how I would coach them is, well, what is it today that would give you some joy? Because mm-hmm. some people would need to relearn how to experience joy and happiness because we are so dimmed because of our current experiences. You know, having a laugh and being silly and all these sort of things. So, um, you know, some people I say, just what is it that, you know, just sitting alone and having a great cup of tea can give you, I know that sounds uh, a bit mild, but some people that's enough just to sit and just bu- building that comfort around feeling, feeling safe about feeling joy. Because some people don't feel safe mm. about being joyful, mm. so it really does depend on the person um, it, and where they're coming from and, and who they who they are and where they want to go. As I'm listening to you, I thought about two things. Well, I thought about a bunch of things, but two things I want to mention. <laughs> One is. Uh, as you're a guru of helping people find fulfillment, and you were talking about how people need to learn how to be happy, basically, yeah. I heard in my mind Yoda going, you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> yeah. You really <laughs> so do. Kinda, yeah. yeah, the programming. Yeah, and and we are a sum of our experiences. We are the sum of our learning and, and all these sort of things. And so absolutely, um, we are in, in some ways, especially – some people who are older than others, you know, back in the day when we get um, brought up in certain structures and mm-hmm. education, all these sort of things, um, we're told to be quiet. We're told not to laugh. We're told not to be silly. Um, and so we get told that it's it's wrong a mm. lot of the time. So to go out and actually find the joy, you know, I, I say this to, to people is, you know, our responsibility is to feel happiness and joy. Mm. That, that is basically the, the um, foundation of life is to, to feel uplifted and uplift others, you know. Um, and so if we can find a little bit of that every day, you know, dancing to a song or sitting in nature or um, speaking to a really good friend and having some laughs and all these sort of things, we don't have to be so serious all mm. the time. I think sometimes we feel... Um, being serious means that we're productive and that means that, you know, we're more professional and that we, people take us more seriously when we're so serious. Um, so we need to sort of shift that lens and go, well, you know, we are just as good and we are as better, you know, um, looking at things in a more lighter, um, framework. You said you were discon, I was, the other thing I thought of that I was surprised yeah. by is yeah. you said you were disconcerted. And I was like, what are you talking about? Lisa's always happy. <laughs> So, I mean, you do, if you're not happy, you do a dang good impersonation of a happy person. Well, this is why Tell people Tell me about change. some of these challenges that you've... Yeah, well, that have made you the bubbly, filled, <laughs> super pause person that you are, or at least the one that does a good, with, a good impersonation of I was one. Just sitting at least. here with you, Matt. This right? <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I, I feel like we all we all have to have some sort of um, discord to to branch us out to make us change that's we don't we don't change in comfort you know if we're comfortable we're not going to seek something else really we're if we're un- mm. it's, it's, it's the discomfort that causes change mm. um so a lot of the times it'd be you know uh you know uh, bored boring like you're talking about uh, mm-hmm. workplace or it could be um a weird housemate situation or whatever it is um yeah absolutely there's there's everyone has has their challenges you know 
Wow. Well, that's that's some great stuff. Uh, and and again, if you, if anybody uh, you know wants to utilize Lisa's skills, I mean, she's helped a lot of people uh, feel better about themselves and what they're doing. Uh, you can contact her on lisa.hutton at connectivestrategy.com.au. And, or you could check out her website, which is connectivestrategy.com.au. And on that super pause note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Welcome back. Before we move on, I just want to remind us all why it's not just important for you and me to feel fulfillment in the workplace, but for others to find it as well. Society benefits, the community benefits from the increased productivity, the better results, and the atmosphere created by having a society where people are happy and passionate about what they're doing. What would the world be like if this could be achieved? How much better would everyone treat each other? How much happier would we all be? I don't know. But I'd sure like to find out. We're going to shift the focus here a little bit and talk about a specific group of people trying to find fulfillment in the workplace. Women over 45. Maybe they're moms re-entering the workforce after their kids are grown. Maybe they're part of the great reshuffle and are wanting to find another job. Or maybe they're thinking about legacy, as we all do as we get older. Interestingly, When I was researching this topic, I found out that according to the website TeamStage, that in 2022, 75% of self-employed women love, absolutely love their jobs. However, approximately 25% of women employed full-time by someone else are satisfied with their jobs. And most shockingly, at least for me, only 9% of women are happy working for someone else. I was speaking to our next guest over coffee the other day, and we came to the conclusion that a lot of people are struggling in finding fulfillment in the workplace, and especially for women over 45, it all comes down to re. That's right, R-E. I'm talking about refocusing, reimagining, repurposing, and reshuffling after being retrenched, retired, or when being made redundant. Helen, you've had a wide range of experience in the private sector as well as the government sector. You have two master's degrees, you've got a bachelor's degree, and now your focus is helping people, particularly women over 45, find fulfillment and reach their potential in the workplace. Thank you very much for being here today. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks, Matt. What a wonderful introduction. I'm so pleased to be part of Change the World. I'm hoping from our conversation in this next half hour that for you out there, we can change your mindset and give you an opportunity. Awesome. Well, you know, how do you help women specifically over 45 first figure out what will give them fulfillment in the workplace? Absolutely. And it's what you said, um, Matt, about refocusing. We want you to also reimagine yourself in a different career, a different opportunity. We are developing up this program. It's called Women 45 Plus. Mm -hmm. And it's a federally funded project because the federal government and the state government have this mandate to support 
people 45 and over to remain vital members in the workforce, not only in the workforce but for their own community and for their own self. Mm. So this whole program is focusing on opportunities for people to upskill they might want to change a career. They might have been working in um, a supermarket. They might want to change to hospitality or they might want to become a teacher of some kind. Women, particularly 45 and over, have a lot to offer. Mm. So when you talk about refocusing, repurposing, it's also about retraining. Mm. Looking at yourself and saying, perhaps there's an opportunity for me to learn some new skills. And in this program, Matt, we're putting together a whole range of training programs. But more importantly, we're asking you as women, 45 and over, what do you need? What are the gaps that we need to address in our training programs or in our conversations? We've put together a whole suite of opportunities for people to refocus, reimagine, repurpose. Mm. For anybody listening, how can they learn more about your programs? They can go to our website. Our website is women45.com.au. Cool. And on that website, Matt, we mm-hmm. have an opportunity for you as members of the community to tell us what it is you need. There's a survey you can take. The survey will ask you what is your background, what skills are you wanting to relearn, refocus, where are you? So this program itself, Matt, is not only um, metropolitan-based, but we're also looking at regional. There's that RE again, (laughs) regional refocusing. I have an extensive network and a great passion for regional South Australia, and I know that your previous uh, speaker, Lisa, was talking about passion, and I guess that's one of the drivers for me. Part of my principles for taking on this role is to support the valuable contributions that people for and over can add to the community and to the workforce. So we've got a regional focus. We're planning a whole range of things. So you can jump onto our website, tell us where you are, what sort of things you want to relearn um, and refocus in terms of opportunities to be employed, even to volunteer. On our website, you can become part of our Women 45 Collective. You can be part of our mentor group. Mm. We've got a fabulous group already. Mm. I've only three months into this project, Matt, but we've Mm. already got a group of mentors, about five, six women, Mm -hmm. who come on a regular basis who want to share their stories. So you can go onto our website, become a volunteer, become a mentor, fill out the survey and tell us what you need. On that website, we've also got calendar of events, which I can talk to you about, both for metropolitan Adelaide and regional South Australia. Mm. Well, just a couple things I'd like to to highlight there that you mentioned. Uh, You mentioned that you've only had this program for about three months, and I just want all the listeners to be aware that, you know, we, I was going to go over Helen's resume, but we didn't have time for War and Peace uh, in its entirety. So that's why I just said she's had a lot of powerful roles in government and in cor- the corporate sector, as well as multiple degrees. So uh, don't let the, the uh, young age of this program fool you. There's a lot there, and it's spearheaded by somebody that really knows what they're doing. And and the other thing that I wanted to say when I when I was listening to you, it just really and I just want to pound this point home to people that are listening that are ladies over forty five, is you know, for so much, I I don't know when this shift happened because I'm not a sociologist and I'm not a you know uh, and I don't even play one on television, but the but I do have a face for radio, but the reality is for so long in our history. 
for thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of years even, you know, we valued experience, you know, and we've held up our elders as, you know, our rulers and, and the people to go to, to, to know what to do when things are rough, to know what to do uh, to make things better. Mm-hmm. Th- and, and nowadays, you know, we kind of just shove them to yeah. the side. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, I was, I, I, I became a parent late in my life, and I don't want to make this about me because it's about you. But just as a quick example, I became a parent at the age of 48. Huh. And my, pa- my mother was like, you're so good with your son. You're so great, such a great parent. And I remember saying, I was like, I don't know, 51 or something when she said that. And I remember saying, Mom, if, if I can't be a lot better at it at 48 than you were at 18, I'm kind of dumb. And that, You know what I mean? Look, with 30 uh, years experience, I shouldn't be making the same mistakes as an 18-year-old. And look, I can agree with everything you said. You have got a face for radio, by the way. Thank you. That's um, very kind of you. I, 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 or believe, as Chevy Chase would say, thank you very little. <laughs> I believe what you're talking about, Matt, is wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's something that I celebrate, I talk about, and I encourage everybody to acknowledge that mature people have wisdom. Mm-hmm. And with wisdom comes knowledge and comes experience. Mm-hmm. This program that I'm looking at, I will always talk about let's have a point of difference because the first thing I said when I started this program was why. Why are we doing this? We are doing it because we believe that women 45, the mature people, have a lot to offer. And that's why this program has a suite of opportunities whereby you can be a, you can be a participant, you can be a mentor, you can be a volunteer, you can be someone who inspires. So our whole philosophy behind this is let's celebrate wisdom, let's celebrate experience and let's celebrate knowledge. And with these fabulous women that we are getting together, Matt, we are developing up a suite of podcasts and those podcasts are designed to celebrate the journey that people have been been on through their work career and balancing, as you know, Matt, being a parent, balancing that work-life balance in terms of how do you celebrate and enjoy all the moments you can and how can you give back? So this podcast will tell those stories and tell those journeys in a creative way. And I was just talking to Matt to Mark out there Mm -hmm. in terms of how do we make these podcasts inspiring. We're going to actually focus on women in all sectors of our community, from those who have been entrepreneurs to those who have been in and out of employment to those who are just starting a business who might have finished, you know, their parenting. They might have grandchildren, but they might be balancing. So those women can celebrate and tell us what are the good things, what are the challenges. And I always say, how do we look at the challenges, turn them into opportunities to avoid the risks. And the risks for us are that you as Women 45 are not being engaged and that you're not being employed and you're not celebrating all of the skills and opportunities you have. Mm. Wisdom. Matt, don't you think? Mm. I I think (laughs) you misspoke before when you said I have the face for radio. You meant Mark, right? Yeah, I did meet Mark. Yeah, yeah, okay. I met oh, Matt yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> wow, such a charmer. Hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, the, uh, you, you talked about all these different opportunities that people have to work with you. Are there other yeah, uh, businesses or programs? Are you absolutely. looking for strategic partnerships? Yeah, we are. What we, kind of yeah. partners are you looking for? We have called this the Women 45 Plus Collaborative because mm-hmm. it's all about collaboration. 
We are working with partners to look at how we can add value to existing programs. For example, local government, I believe, has a role to play, not only in economic development, social enterprise and community development. They are very strong leaders in their communities. They have identifiable credibility. If we can latch onto them and work with them to raise awareness or even to support or even help fund some of these programs. To that extent, we are working with what's called Legatus Group of Councils in the Mid-North, York Peninsula, even as far as Mount Remarkable, down to the Barossa and Clare Valley, and we are hosting a, a co-design forum in Jamestown mm-hmm. Regional, South Australia, where we'll be refocusing and bringing people together for a co-design forum. And that's going to be held on May the 5th. You can hop onto our website, women45.com, to find out more detail. Wow. And we're also, we've got a whole range of what I'm calling breakfast conversations, and they'll be throughout the metropolitan area and also regional South Australia. Wonderful. So once you've helped uh, a lady over 45 figure out you know, what is going to make them feel fulfilled or what they want to do, Mm -hmm. how do you get them there? Well, we're going to do a a media campaign, social media campaign, where we're looking at our partners to help us promote what we're doing through our website. This opportunity here is fabulous in terms Mm -hmm. of getting people there. First step, raise awareness. Mm -hmm. What is it we're doing and why are we Mm -hmm. doing this? And then we need to target those groups of people. So we're providing different online training so people don't have to actually get there, but they have to jump onto our website. Mm -hmm. Our website will be promoted through our partners, through our local government, for example, Regional Development Australia. There's a lot of regional women's networks out there, existing networks that we can latch on to. We've also got a a um, co-working hub and we're based in Tint Street, North Adelaide Mm. and you can jump onto our website, book a time, come in for a coffee, come in for a chat. We're also using that um, that co-working hub as an opportunity for regional people when they come to to Adelaide Mm -hmm. to come and visit us. They might want some time out, they might want to jump onto the uh, website, they might want to do some training at our co-working hub. So so how many mentors do you have currently? Yeah, we've got about 10. And And how much space do you have? How many additional slots you have open for mentors. Oh, as many, as many as you like, because these mentors, Matt, um, all come to us from different backgrounds, different school base, different stories. Mm-hmm. We've got some academics who come to us in terms of that social science research opportunity. We've got one lady who's, um, she started a new business and she's called it a second happy place. So mm-hmm. jump into that second happy place. Oh, Mandy Lyons. Yeah, Mandy. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay, well, we're going to be back in just a little bit with Helen Smith. Someday she'll probably tell me her real name instead of her alias. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, – she's going to give you some advice on what you can do right away to help become fulfilled in your career. You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. We're back with Helen Smith, and Helen, you've got some exciting programs that you wanted to share uh, for some people to help them reach fulfillment in their career. Can you tell us a little bit about those yeah, real quick? Yeah, ab- absolutely, and I just want to say that at least with my name, Matt, they can spell it. That's okay, true, that's so true, they that's can smell thing. Smith. They, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, our exciting programs are um, some training programs. We're running 
a, um, a program in conjunction with one of our collaborators, the Adelaide uh, Business Hub, and we're doing Launch Your Business. So mm. if you've got a business idea, then come to us and learn about how you can develop that idea. Mm. It might be a little thing like um, setting up a craft or some creative idea. Uh, we're going to be running programs with what's called creative photography. So that's the sort of thing that will help you build your confidence. So if you've got a, oh, we've all got phones and you take photographs, come to us and learn how to take more meaningful photographs. So launch your business, we'll give you some guides, what, what sort of business you need to set up and all those legal things, absolutely. We're also running a program with the Torrance University and I'm very keen about mentoring and giving opportunities for students and that's going to be shared with our mentors and our participants because we want to give the students opportunities to do who that. Who is that without a Torrance? Torrance University. Yeah, who, who, yeah. who, 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 who's who? leading that? Yeah, we're working uh, with international students and oh, okay. we've got a branch of that where we're, our point of difference, again, Matt, comes back to we're working with the Centre for Excellent of on, Autism Entrepreneurship. So mm. we're looking at people who have, you know, got on that autistic spectrum who might want to start up businesses. We're wow. also working with people with disabilities. So we're celebrating the differences and the diversity in our community. That's mm. our point of difference. Wow. That's exciting stuff. Well, um, what are some things that people can apply right away? To help yep. them reach yep. Jump. fulfillment. Absolutely. Jump on the website. There's an opportunity to have a chat. Our website, women45.com. And I hope by looking at our website and from our conversation today that you will be inspired. You'll be inspired enough to actually want to make a change and to be fulfilled in your, your future, in your working career, and your personal career. Can you tell us uh, some success stories that you've had? Yeah, absolutely. A couple of our mentors are success, successes in their own right. There are one particular woman who worked for um, a training education sector, uh, lost her job during COVID. She thought of a business idea and she set up a very successful Pilates program. Another woman who came to one of our training programs wanted to start a Pilates program and so she learnt from her. And we had a couple of women who came to our first training program who were too shy to come in, but we grabbed them and gave them confidence. So be inspired, jump online, women45.com.au, and thank you so much. Well, well it's been our privilege, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to hearing more about Absolutely. your programs because yeah. it sounds yeah. like it's going to be something really exciting. Well, it's been a great show, and... I just want to thank our guests, Helen Smith and Lisa Hutton, for being here today. And I want to thank Mark Aston for paneling for us. But most of all, I want to thank you for listening. And as always, I'm going to leave you with a quick inspirational message. This lady worked in advertising, media, and even secret intelligence before writing her first cookbook when she was 50 years old. Launching a career as a celebrity chef. Her name was Julia Child. This woman was a full-time model until she became a mother at 25 years old. She found the modeling jobs weren't coming her way anymore, so she spent the next five years as a Wall Street stockbroker. But then she turned her love of gourmet cooking into what's now the Martha Stewart Living Company and has a net worth of $800 billion U.S. dollars. This young lady was a figure skater and a journalist before she finally made her mark in the fashion industry at age 40. Today, she's one of the world's premier women designers. Her name is Vera Wang. This person was in the Army, was a farmhand, 
a railroad conductor, a blacksmith apprentice, a life insurance salesman, a ferry boat operator, a lamp manufacturer, a tire salesman, a country lawyer, a gas station operator, a rail worker, and many, many other odd jobs before the age of 52 when he franchised his chicken recipe. At the age of 61, he patented his cooking process and recipe, and 12 years later, Colonel Sanders, at the age of 73, sold Kentucky Fried Chicken for $2 million. This man spent most of his career as a milkshake device salesman before buying a franchise at the age of 52. He then grew McDonald's into the world's biggest fast food franchise corporation. His name was Ray Kroc. This woman was a housekeeper and a farm laborer. At the age of 78, she decided to become a painter, as you would. She, of course, was Grandma Moses. And in 2006, one of her paintings sold for over 1.2 million U.S. Takichiro Mori was an academic until the age of 51. Then he decided to found the Mori Building Company and become a real estate investor. By 1992, he was the richest man in the world when he had a net worth of 13 billion U.S. dollars. This man was 40 years old and had no experience in retail when he and his wife Doris decided to open their first store in San Francisco in 1969. Today, The Gap is one of the world's largest clothing store chains and is valued at 4.8 billion U.S. dollars. This man was a bouncer at a nightclub, then he became a janitor, before he joined the priesthood. In 2013, he was elected to become Pope Francis. What can we learn from these people? Well, more than we have time to talk about right now, for sure. But one thing surely has to be that none of us had have to lead lives of quiet desperation and go to the grave with our songs still in them, as the great philosopher and poet Henry David Thoreau once said. These people and many, many others teach us that career fulfillment can come at any time and that it's never too late to make the change you want or retrieve the dream you have. But perhaps most of all, they teach us that there are two kinds of people in the world. The kind that do lead lives of quiet desperation, who do go to their graves with their songs still in them, who do make excuses, who do decide that they are beaten before they even begin, who never try to fulfill their dreams. And then there is the type of person who will seek fulfillment, who will make the effort, even though others may laugh at them, who will, when they see an obstacle, not stop but will look for a way over it, around it, under it, or my personal favorite, through it. My question to you is, as always, which one are you?